This is part three of a three-part podcast. Hi, this is Mark. There are a lot of reasons to get angry these days, but I prefer to focus on the positive things that we each can do to make this world a better place. The book Building a Better World in Your Backyard, instead of being angry at bad guys, is a great resource for just that. Instead of throwing my arms up in frustration at governments or big corporations, there's a list of ideas that we each can tackle to affect change. Information about this book and other resources can be found at permies.com. So I, I want to, I mean... I think I say it too much in podcasts where it's like I'm frustrated that things aren't going better. And it's like, okay, I, I need to stop saying that probably. But um, the gen- the thing that I think is generous, I thought would be the key that would fill the program, fill all the programs, sell all the tickets to all the events and things like that. Um, and and I do. I think that the events we've hosted have been absolutely amazing. Um, and and levels above similar things offered by others and so is somebody here julia so so i kind of feel like um it's profoundly good now i'm ready to move on to part two and so part part two is this thing where where it's like um people talking about how des should have been paid a certain amount of money for the hours that he puts in and i kind of feel like for the boot camp yeah. Um, okay. Uh, well, you you had a thought, so I'll wait till you're finished. Well, and and so they were comparing your time. Like, take for example, let's let's look for a moment at your first week of the boot camp. So you put in forty hours in the boot camp. Yeah. To earn your beans. Mm-hmm. And um, now I'm and and what I did, and this is an exercise I did with Stephen, and this is the thing that we put into that. Um, the farmhand versus the. The farmhand versus the boot uh, comparison, side-by-side comparison. Yeah. Yeah. So I posted a thing out at Permies, and it's called Entry-Level Paid Farmhand versus Two Months in the Permaculture Boot Camp. So the idea is that we came up with a list of of tasks, and and we said, okay, now, first of all, I said a farmhand is generally paid something around minimum wage. It might be a little more, and it might be a little less. And, of course, the thing with being paid as a farmhand is it's ag work, which means they can pay less than the minimum wage. But on top of that, so it used to be like 10, 12 years ago, it was kind of considered about right that when you hired a farmhand, you'd be paying about ten dollars an hour and minimum wage in montana at the time was i think 850 um but if you're an undocumented worker you're generally paid about half and so um and so samantha's nodding her head we've met the people we've heard the stories we know the dealio i imagine that uh des and steven have no clue what undocumented workers are paid or how that is worked a little bit but not much, yeah. Okay. The ones that I have known have been highly skilled and sought after and needed and still paid very, very little. So I'm going to I'm gonna say a thing that, I, and I'm going to, you know what, I'm, I'm going to bring 
I'm going to bring. I'm, I want to. I want to avoid using race, but it, in my experience, it's been Mexicans. Mm-hmm. But let's say undocumented workers versus documented workers. I'm sorry, the poorest performing undocumented worker still does <laughs> twice as much in a day <laughs> as a documented worker. So I'm trying to do this without saying race, but it is bizarre. Like these guys, they are amazingly good at this. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, the rest of us look like chumps. And uh, but there's things documented workers can do that undocumented workers can't do. And so there's some of that. But geez, you go out there to to harvest something, and it's like, how do they do it that? So they do twice the work for half the pay. I'm this conversation I'm about to have is strictly documented. So farmhand is used to be $10. Maybe it's more now. I don't know. It used to be basically roughly $10 an hour. But there were expectations. Now, granted, when I posted this thread, there were some 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 differences of opinion mm-hmm. on this point. Yeah. Um, but but I, I asked people to go through and, you know, do a thumbs up on the stuff that you agreed with and, you know, so um, I'm looking at the thread. My mine has 124 thumbs ups. <laughs> then there's 15 and six and one and 14. So all right. And I wrote this original thing, and I basically spelled out: okay, a farmhand. When a farmhand shows up, there's certain expectations that you have for that farmhand. Now, some people know about farmhands and hiring farmhands and things like that. I used to be one. And so I've got a lot of experience with that, being a guy that was hired as a farmhand for very little money. Um, and and I, I remember at one point in time, I think it was $4 an hour that I was paid. But if I stuck around for, for the full pea harvest, there was oftentimes, if you got to the very end, you would get a 25 cents per hour bonus thrown in, and uh, depending on things. But um, if somebody behaved poorly, they were kicked out and they wouldn't get their bonus. So everybody would kind of had a little incentive to... All right. So I worked as farmhand on many different farms, and... Um, so I've got a I so a lot of this is my first-hand experience. And then um I also visited with all the other farmhands that I knew and all and then when I worked on my uncle's ranch I learned a lot and the people that came and went from that and then um I don't know that then over the years I visit so many farms and I get to hear all the stories and then there's you know but this place has woofers and it's not fair and it's like yeah, have you have you gotten to see how the woofers perform? I think that the people with the woofers are probably going in the red more than the people who are hiring the farm workers. Yeah, yeah, and so it's like, um, so you know, stop trying to say you should never woof because you should go get paid money to do it. And it's like they don't have enough skill yet. To, and I'm not saying the boot camp is all about like. Come spend two years in the boot camp so you can go get a minimum wage job later. <laughs> no, but I, but basically you grow up with this. You you grow up on a farm, 
you grow up doing this and now it's as easy as breathing and it's and there's a whole different way there's a whole different approach to this so I then okay so I said there's two people we're going to compare these two people on the one hand we have a farmhand so and we're going to talk about what we expect of this farmhand to do on their first day on the farm the first so what are they going to accomplish on the first day and we're going to compare that to a boot in the boot camp and what they can do after two months so they've been there for two months so now they're going to have a day and they're going to go this person's been in the boot camp for two months is going to go nose to nose with the farmhand and Stephen's laughing <laughs> and and so and it's like because the boot camp is pretty easy going whereas these farmhands wasn't pretty easy going and and on top of that they've been doing it since they were probably six and um, so they've got many years of experience whereas the boot has been doing it for two months and it has not been the intensity that the farmhand went through so anyway um, uh, I've got a, I've got lots to say but but let's just start so let's say that the farmhand and the boot both have one full day to fetch firewood from dead standing cut and stacked and so as, as we talk about this more and more I'm like okay the dead standing is like 50 yards away from where it's going to end up getting stacked so let's not add in we're going to get to that a little later add in driving a full size pickup truck with a trailer you know let's let's not so um I'm going to say a thing. Now, Samantha, you have experience with farmhands. I, I do. I've worked on farms and lived on farms. So, and and you have observed the boots in the boot camp. You've yeah. sort of dabbled in boot campery. I would say the boot camp has a much sweeter deal than somebody working on a farm. Because yeah. if you're the low, entry-level farmhand, you do the absolute worst jobs that nobody else wants to do and takes no skill. And everybody else has set it aside because that one new person is coming. They're going to clean out the combine or they're going to clean up this oil or, you know, like all these things that I can't even do, like changing the oil or doing the hydraulic fluid. If you're working on a farm, you got to expect to get that all over you all the time. And nobody's okay with you. Like, oh, I don't. I don't do, you know, chemicals. Oh, gasoline. No, I can't be doing that. Paint. No, you just do the thing. You get calcum all over you. You get whatever it is. You're going to do that. Yeah. And, you know, if the equipment is spewing out hydraulic fluid, you're going to be right in the middle of it getting it done. It was while working on a farm as a farmhand. I'm going to specifically, I uh, shouldn't mention the exact farm. I was about to <laughs> mention the exact farm. And that's where I learned that a sentence has a noun, a verb, and two fucks. <laughs> and and the the ugly derision directed at you, directed at, <laughs> All farmhands. I mean, like, I think I think a New Yorker is gonna. After a week on a uh, working as a farmhand, a New Yorker might need twelve years of therapy. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have been on these farms, but this is kind of this ugliness is pretty common. It's and it can be very, very dark. It didn't hang out anywhere where people were were unkind to each other, but. 
definitely a lot more chemicals than I'm comfortable with. And, oh, yeah. like, if I know, like, if I was going to come here and work in the boot camp, we're not going to be messing around with all that chemical stuff. Yeah. You know, I know that it's clean. And, the, I mean, from my observation, the days are pretty easy. Get up, have a nice leisurely meeting, have a long leisurely lunch, and we're done by five. And sometimes a boot will complain about how hard it is. And happy. But I'm kind of like... You you have it twenty times easier. Hey, I, one thing I do have to say again, you know, coming coming from city life or somebody who's just graduated high school, you know, like wow, I'm out there, I'm getting so dirty, wow, I'm, you know, like this could be a completely new experience for somebody. Oh yeah, and they're not and they're not used to it, and then the reality hits. Wow, I'm going to be doing this every day. Yeah, but then that can be quite a shock. And and that that can build up over time. So I'm not going to diss somebody for no, no. you know not 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 being adjusted to that physical labor. And when they're thinking, oh man, I went to school for a, a desk job, and here I am like digging every day, like digging. Period. Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. whether it's in whether it's in a garden bed, you know, a hugel bed or something, or if it's uh you know digging uh digging fence post holes or you know i i don't even think we we did dig a trench one time and it was for uh it was it was for a a water line and we used the electric jackhammer yeah. which which you know was again not not an everyday experience and maybe 3 days out of the year were spent on with that jackhammer or you know a dozen days out of the year spent with the uh, uh with you know like maintenance on the excavator um uh you know uh, 20 days out of the year driving in maintenance of the tractor you know these kinds of things are are taken as an everyday kind of thing for a farmhand i would imagine i'm going to guess that a farmhand that showed up um on day 1 and let's say we had 12 boots in the boot camp that had all been here more than two months. I'm going to just make a generalization that after one week, that one boot or that one farmhand by himself will have gotten more done in the week than the entire 12 boots in the boot camp. As a yeah. general thing, whatever it is. And, and I would say that solely based on my what 35 minutes of exposure to that gentleman who drove up here and dropped off wood with his mother yeah he grew up working you know working at farms doing physical labor you could tell just from the way that he did that and you explained to me like for example like you received a message oh you know the, you know the truck broke down or the log it was the log splitter that broke down like yeah. log splitter broke down he he's he's gone out to harbor freight and picked up a replacement <laughs> motor yeah, that kid solved problems, and he was like not even half my age. Well, yeah, you know, he's what like a nineteen-year-old or eighteen. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I'd say he's still in his teen years. And then, and then when the truck <laughs> wouldn't start, he got the ether out, he got the candy out. Yeah, the, it's like, yeah, it's like, all right, mom, hold that there. And she was, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, put that cigarette away. <laughs> Dude was responsible, like. He solved problems. He knew how to approach it, and he was—I mean, he was, you know, like courteous and everything. But but but, but he put his back into the work, and yeah. he had no he didn't fuck around. Yeah, he, he didn't waste a minute nope, anywhere. Nope, there wasn't ten seconds of idle looking around, like let me 
see what the sun looks like today. And, and and my point in saying that is that, yeah, that's a very different perspective and attitude yeah. than a typical boot is going to have. And right. and I so I completely agree that with what your assessment is, like that one that one guy who had farmhand experience would work circles around boots. He worked circles around me, and I've been here for over a year and a half. Yeah. So. I'm gonna so let's 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 kind of just we don't have to do all the whole list, <laughs> but I kind of made a list and I said um, so we're gonna give the boot and the farmhand we're gonna give him a task. Um, you've got one full day to fetch firewood from dead standing, which is right there, cut and stacked. And so um, I said the farmhand by the end of the day would have two cords put up, cut. And stack. So they dropped the tree, dropped the dead standing, and um, limbed it, bucked it, split it, stacked it. By the end of the day, the farmhand would have two cords done. And I said, for the boot, and I think I was being very generous to the boot, one face cord. Now, um, I know that I, I think when I talked to Stephen... Four boots have done this, go out, dead standing, cut, come back, stack. After four hours, four boots, how much did they stack? You said, well, I, I can't even remember that. But I, I can speak for myself now. So okay. I, I could do a face cord in a, in a four-hour shift. Okay. That's, that's what I can do. All right. And, again, I've been here for a year and a half. I'm not the most skilled woods woods woodcutter or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, I could comfortably do a face cord. That is not a problem in four hours. In four hours. But but I totally agree that um, some like some, this kid. Some, yeah, he was he cut face he cut you know what two two or three face cords before lunchtime. <laughs> you know he was yeah. he was. Now we gotta yeah. say a face cord is a third of a cord. Yeah. And so okay, Samantha, you and I have yeah. talked about this one a couple of times. Um, and what's what's your question? I think that's appropriate. I think farmers are right. Could definitely do two cords of wood in a day. I mean, I've seen guys put up way more than two cords of wood on their own. I have seen years ago, several years, so long before Stevens' time, long before Dez's time, I have seen four boots spend a four-hour block of time, and at at the end of the four-hour block of time, they didn't even have half a face cord. That's heartbreaking, man. And and it's like, but you just learn to be patient. They're learning. (laughs) They'll get better. Yeah. yeah. And I think... After two months, I think it's fair to say, yeah, a team of fresh new boots who are working with chainsaws they don't know how to use yet or axes they don't know how to use yet or, you know, the buck horse. They're like, what what end do you stick it on? (laughs) Remind me again. Yeah. Yeah, I think that, yeah, I mean, that's... mm. Yeah, it hurts to say, but yes, yeah, <laughs> less than a face cord, yeah, for four people, so in a half a day, oh. and and <laughs> and I'm not trying to shame the boots. I, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to say there's no comparison. It's the, it's the skills that you you know again a city boy coming in and totally becoming overwhelmed by the, the you know the the homesteading lifestyle. As part of that team, yeah, I can I can see that now. I mean, I I thought like, ah, oh, that's not that's not tough, but until you do it and you've done it, you know, like at least for four hours in a row, wow, this is what wood stacking really is. This is how people have to get all that stuff. You think you know how to do it, 
and then when you actually are face to face with it, it turns out to be different. It's a reality check, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. And yeah. and I th- and the th- I think the point I'm trying to make is is that I think that we've made a boot camp that is delightful, and I think that those city slickers who come here, I think that if they most of them love it and they have a great they they enjoy it they get the experiences and they walk away maybe three months later feeling like a fucking superhero and of course if they were feeling like a fucking superhero and a farmhand showed up all that would get washed away (laughs) in uh, ten minutes but um uh, they do get the experience of putting up some firewood, doing some natural building, doing some gardening. Almost, it's it's only like about one out of fifteen people who come here who have any experience with gardening, and um, and so just to plant some seeds and see some stuff grow is huge. And now, finally, this year, this year is the first year. This last year is the first year we've done some real soil building. So next year, boy, our gardens should do great. Stoked. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the one thing I want to point out about this example and others you have on this page is that, again, the boot camp is a very soft landing for somebody who wants to figure out what homesteading is all about. And, you know, like none of us are going to work you like a rented mule when you're here as a boot. That's just not what we're going to do. You know, like yeah. we, you know, for so. the first week, I'd say when people well, are the here, first week is very, very gentle. Yeah, yeah. Right. We 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 encourage people to, to to take lots of breaks. You know, don't try to keep up. And then um, because and it's not even even for the people that are really hauling ass, it's still nothing compared to that farmhand. And then uh, the second week is still pretty easy. And about the third week, you can you're you're just right there with all the other boots, mm. which is still a very light pace. And um, and I think I think we focus a lot on tool care, but we also focus a lot on this should be a learning experience, and it should be easy and delightful. It shouldn't be stressful. And I think we pull it off. And I think the only people who get stressed are people who have elected to be stressed, and or they want more candy. Like you know, we've had some people that are like you know trying to complain about something, but boy, it is. It is a manufactured complaint. I think that the most common complaint is that um, 40 hours a week is too much. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that, uh, and, and, and usually when that happens, it's because they're staying up until past midnight <laughs> playing board games with people. Hey, or hey, having, hey now. You know, board, or, board games are a healthy pastime. <laughs> and and they, they're just having so much fun with all the people here that they're up past midnight giggling and having, you know, having fun and, and all the silly and whatnot. And then the next day, it's like, okay, the boot camp starts at 8, and they are having a hell of a time dragging their butts out of bed. And that's where they come to the conclusion that 40 hours is too much. Because, of course, you know, they get all of Saturday and Sunday off, although on Sunday there's the blitz. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just too much. And it's kind of like, um, 
I think true homesteaders work a hundred hours a week. I imagine Samantha, you can definitely attest to that. You got your property. I don't count. I don't know how many hours. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think people who bought who start off with bare land. Yeah. And then it's like you've got to get a house built and your garden put in and a fence built and all that stuff and take care of the animals mm-hmm. and feed everybody and all of this stuff. They're putting in 100-hour weeks yeah. well, it's before you, the snow flies. Yeah, it's all you do, but it's also all you want to do. That's you know, fair. Which is kind of what you're doing here. You're, I mean, you're paying people to garden, to grow their own food. Right. Or to build a house that they get to live in. Right. And it's like if they're partying too much to do the boot camp, that's great because they can be a supper. And it, it mm-hmm. does cost me... To, to fund the boot camp, uh, it, it huh? does cost a lot. Yeah. And uh, and that's why I keep trying to come up with these Kickstarters <laughs> and stuff. It's like, we need more money for the boot camp to keep it going. But, um, all right. Um, drive a rig backwards with a trailer. And what I wrote down was, for the farmhand, well done. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw that kid that you were just talking about. Yeah. No shit, he can move that truck and up a hill backwards nice. and i'm not even kidding when i say that because he had to move it right up here to next to the library yeah and he he took it he took it down made it around that turn like it was nothing yeah like hats off to that kid again like say, like you were saying 17 18 years old still living at his mother's house like kid could get it done and yeah no problem uh, yeah i'll just leave it at that no problem meanwhile and- me i had Dude. <laughs> so a year and a half of the boot camp. I still need a spotter to, yeah. to, I mean, now I've moved the dump truck with the trailer attached to that, and you legit need a, need a spotter for that. Okay. But, you know, like, um, you're, you're offering a, a skip badge, a badge bit yeah. for, for any kind of vehicle with any decent sized trailer on the back of it. Yeah. And there are adults who can't pull that off, you know. Right. Yeah. So, so I put down for the uh, farmhand, well done. Mm-hmm. And I put down for the boot, needs more practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, Again, I totally agree with that, no doubt. Um, uh, one full season of gardening. The farmhand is going to grow 500,000 calories, and the boot is going to grow 20,000 calories. Hey, this is T. Blankenship. Have you seen the new video of Wheatland Labs? It is permaculture awesomeness with all new and improved things like more rocket mass heaters, easy bake coffin, Willy Wonka, rocket cooktop 2.0, and the truly passive greenhouse. To see more, go to permies.com slash tour. Again, that is permies.com slash tour. And and yeah. so I I, I, don't, I haven't I don't know really how many calories I've grown. I still haven't so kept track of it. So for to feed one average sized person is a million. million calories. So half of the food needs for. But I think most farmhands are not used to gardening exactly. Well, as also the gardening here is not monocrop style. So right, like if you want me to grow a million calories, I'll just plant a shit ton of potatoes right over there. And it's going to be nothing but potatoes, as far as the eye could see. 
million calories, easy. Sunchokes, a million calories, easy. It's all just going to be the same kind of vegetable, you know. Uh, now, if you, yeah, farmhand's going to think through and find the little cheats like that, and and like, uh, okay, it's all about growing yeah, the calories. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you look at strictly by the numbers, however, there is a specific way that you choose to garden here that does make it a challenge uh, compared to conventional farming, you know, con- oh, conventional yeah. ag. So uh, that that's where I would, you know, like, and I don't know if you want to call that splitting hairs or what, but well, that's, that's, you know, like, that's what you, that's how you would have good, to approach the point. answer for that. I think, I think I'm going to tell the farmhand, like, you got to use the hugo cultures that we have, or you got to use the land that we have, mm-hmm. and you can't be putting in a plot where you're going to take a tractor in there and with a rotivator and you know and and it's like that's not cool and so i'm saying because you're right you would otherwise get in there and grow you know 10 million calories in a heartbeat because he's using the tractor and you keep that he'd get that tractor in tip-top condition too along the way (laughs) so all right uh driving a tractor the farmhand is a pro and the boot is mediocre after two months yeah Two months, sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, the gas pedal in the in reverse? <laughs> I don't have to shift gears. Like, <laughs> it's a like saddle switch. Like, the gas pedal is a saddle switch on our tractor. Yeah. You know. Uh, you know. And, uh, yes, I understand. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. Um, drop a tree and limit the farmhand thirty minutes. The boot is two hours. Can work independently on a project. The farmhand can go all day, and the boot can go about two hours. These after, are after after two months. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, after two months. Yeah. After two sure. months. So um, the boot camp is or the boot uh, the farmhand. It's their first day. It's their first day yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. So anyway, this is that's my quickie list. The the thing is is that when people try to compare, they're like, hell, you can go work on any old farm and get forty dollars an hour and then be able to buy your acre for a thousand dollars. And I'm kind of thinking like. No, you can't go and work on any old farm. That, you know, and then we had a guy who was like, I, I, I've hired unskilled labor and I pay him $20 an hour. And I saw that and I thought, I could see you doing that for one day, but I don't see you doing it for six months in a row. And, um, but hey, maybe I'm wrong. Um, well, that, that sounds to me like, for example, uh, like a, like paying people to do the pick your own thing at an orchard. Whereas they'll be able to gloss over some of the good stuff. Maybe they'll drop a few things here and there. So when you say unskilled labor, that's like just any old bro, you know, some, any, any old person coming along here and yeah, I'll go ahead and pick all your apples for you. And, you know, and then, you know, they'll, They'll, they'll do a, a slapdash kind of job of it. That's that's what it sounds like to me. I, uh, I agree with your analysis. <laughs> and um, so so a big part of it is is that I want to. I I feel like the boot camp is a great way to take somebody who is thinking like I want to do permaculture and homesteading, but I've never done any of this stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't know what's involved. And and it'll it's like a, a yeah a soft landing. The, the, it'll the be boot easy. camp is perfect for that. And okay. by the time you hit the two year mark and you get your acre, I think you're ready mm-hmm. to build your own stuff. Whereas when you arrive, no way, no way. And you might do it slowly. 
compared to the farmhand, but that's okay. That's fine. And you got to, but now you know, now it's, it's a thing you can do and you understand it. And it's possible that you're going to get six months into the boot camp or even a month into the boot camp and say, you know, um, I'm able to do this, but I would rather go back to my worky job and eat at the restaurants every day. Two, two things I would like to say. First off is I think it would be fascinating for somebody who who had grown up as a farmhand to be here. I haven't met them yet. Yeah. But to have them be here and go through the, the two years or six months or whatever it is and put themselves to the test with the, with the boot camp regimen, the boot camp schedule, whatever you want to call that, and how they would compare and contrast because they are, you know, boots on the ground uh you know they they live that lifestyle and then they came here to, to try something different maybe they were conventional ag or you know like a co what is it kofa kofa or something like that uh like they raise cattle or whatever you know oh, at, oh. what is it called <laughs> it's an acronym kfo kfo thank yeah. you yeah where are they KFO. yeah, yeah so so i would love to see somebody who was in that conventional agriculture lifestyle as a farmhand and then they came here and gave being a boot a try we have had people who were uh a conventional construction and they would come mm-hmm. here during um the ptj that's right and um uh and they did it was it, they you know be three or four days into it and it's like it's it's like trying to build something but with my right arm tied behind my back and one foot hobbled and it's like because it's so different you have to you know unlearn and you can't just do the autopilot things that you've optimized it's it's so very different we're not going to use glue we're not going to use cement and here's the one that's really hard no plywood no wafer board and it's like how do you build fucking anything without that stuff and it's like uh-huh that's what we're gonna do and they were great like they really kind of helped set the pace and stuff but yeah it was it was there was challenges for them and we've had some people that were like pros cons- you know conventional construction and they came out for a week in the separate program or something and they really boosted what we're doing and really got the whole boot camp to help set a higher pace which was wonderful you call them ringers Ringers love having a ringer, and but of course you know if if it's if a ringer would be like somebody like Uncle Mud uh-huh. would be a ringer, right? Having people come in, uh, Ernie and Erica, ringers. Having having people come in who Jr. Hi Jr. Yeah, hi Jr. Yeah, Jr. is <laughs> a ringer. Um, so uh, having people come in who really know our stuff or our styles mm-hmm. or natural building or whatever, and then just coming yeah. in. They and already have the buy-in is what you're saying. They don't have to make that leap from the right. conventional to right. permaculture or sustainable building. Yeah. Right. Um, but we've had, like, people who, you know, have conventional experience, and then the, the winter is slow, so they come out for a week as part of their vacation. They're a sepper. And they're like, I don't know how much I want to do. And the next thing you know, they are, you know, really grooving on it. But we do. We change the projects up. And and usually when you're in conventional construction, you work on the exact same build for weeks, months at a time until it's built. Yeah. 
and we change it every day mm-hmm. and yeah. and to give lots of variety uh, for the experiences. Another shout out to Nick, by the way, <laughs> Nick from Spokane. <laughs> uh, he's, he's a guy who uh, is a house painter. Uh, or, or you know, he he paints for a living, and he comes out here, and every time he does, like, wow, like he was here for the past uh, um, the the fall festival, loved working with him, and he always kept his hands busy, and he, but he has totally, totally like swept, you know, like he's he's totally bought in to what we do here, even though it's very different from what he what he does in the outside world, if you want to call it that. He's a great guy too. He's a really cool guy to hang around with. Yeah. There, there you go. And we do. We get a lot of people that that come through and they're just amazing. And unfortunately they're only here for a little while and then we and that's that really helps to move all of our stuff forward and uh, you know it seems like they get something from being here especially if it's an event like where we'll have a whole bunch mm-hmm. of people here all at the same time mm-hmm. and so you know and if we had more cash flow i would try to get i i really believe that having ringers is is something we need to do a lot more of but the ringers want to get paid and so and they ought to be paid and it's like well like like we're and they don't want to be paid in eating just peanut butter sandwiches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, scrambled eggs and peanut butter sandwiches, as much as you can eat. All the all the kale you can eat, yeah. right out of the garden. Knock <laughs> yourself out. Potatoes and sunchokes, all this sunchokes. I got sunchoke, yeah, plenty for you. (laughs) You're going to say sunchokes coming out your ass. (laughs) Is that what you were going to (laughs) say? I can neither confirm nor deny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, there you go. That was was the podcast. I kind of felt like um, it's, I think, I think, while while I have uh, so much more I want to do about making permaculture paradise, there's so much further to go. I think we're in a way permaculture paradise level three right now, and uh, there's so much going on here. There's so much that you you just I don't know wh- where could you find anything like this in the United States. I mean, I'm sure Mark Shepard's got some really wonderful stuff, but. How often does he open up his property? He's, I don't think he's doing any community stuff. I don't know how many, like he doesn't have a boot camp, I don't think. I, I heard that to be there, you weren't allowed to be there unless you submitted a business proposal and he had to accept it. And you're going to come and start this business. What about Jack Spirko? What does he do? So Jack's I heard that people could do stuff at his He his has place. events. He has events. Okay. He definitely has events. I don't know. I don't think he does anything like the boot camp where you can go there and be part of it. I mean, there's Woof. There's got to be mm-hmm. 500 Woof sites in the United States where you can go on an organic farm. And then you uh, spend 20 to 35 hours a week working on the farm. Uh, you know, for the crop, and but it's a farm, not gardens. It's farm, and um, and and then uh, you know, when you're when they're done with you, then you know you go and they sell what was raised. Um, whereas here, uh, what you know, you work forty hours a week 
to do things for yourself and for future boots. So it's building that infrastructure. I don't make any money off of any of it. Now, I do think there's about 2 to 5%, which is going to be homesteading instead of permaculture. And that's going to be like, I remember a couple years ago, it's like the red cabin is past due to get a new paint job. And I don't like fucking with paint to be part of the boot camp. Um, but what we did is we got, we got, I think that's when we had 17 boots in the boot camp and we had a dozen of them all get together all at once and half a day it was done. <laughs> and, and granted, I don't like that. I prefer everything be natural building and gardening and stuff like that. But once in a while, we've got something that just needs to get done. And um, uh, and once in a while, I can farm it out to somebody. Like, I can farm it out. Like, we've had people here in the past where it's like, uh, you know, they needed work. They needed paid work. And they they came here with a mountain of skills. And so, for example, the house, this house, the Fisher-Price house, uh, there was a guy, he needed money. He needed to get paid. And so I paid him to paint the house. And so um, we get things like that once in a while. But um, most of it, oh, and that particular guy, too, uh, fell in love with one of the boots. And uh, they're married now, and I think they have a baby. <laughs> so, um, in Canada, fucking Canadians. <laughs> oh, they pretend to be polite. And then they take your boots. <laughs> Falling in love. Shit like that. With all their polititude. All right. Um, so, part one was about, like, um, the paradise that we have. And and how it's gotten to be difficult, and and I know, and it just it, it just got to be very clear to me this you know that week or two ago in in Coeur d'Alene, and um and it's like uh, man I just I just can't go anywhere anymore. It's like such a pain, such a such a stress, and uh, um, ugh, I'm so glad to get home, and uh, but. I I kind of feel like, and that's another thing too. Is like I kind of feel like there are people who are listening to this podcast right now, and they have a worky job. And if they if they come out here for a week, I imagine in the first week it would seem so weird hmm. to be here. All of the things that we do and the way that we do everything is just going to seem so foreign, even though it's they're all tasted up and they're all. And then, and then they, then when they go home, they will hate their home. <laughs> so it'll be, it'll be weird for them to be here. It'll be too foreign, just too foreign. But after a week of being here, they'll go home, and it's too foreign at home. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, like it's gonna be like they'll have acclimated. I like the they'll, they'll find things here that they want to have back where they live, but they can't. That's well. I mean, the, the, the yeah, you know, they'll they'll try. I mean, they will try to convert the lifestyle that they had prior to arriving here 
to something more akin to what is here. And, of course, you know, you can do little things here and there, but they'll be like, oh, I can't have a hoogle in the backyard. The HOA is going to be on my ass about that, you know, or something like that, you know. So they'll find things and they'll want to integrate that into their life. Um, that's what I've heard from people I've, who I've followed up with. Right. You know, who've right. been some booths or, or some of the some of the seppers who've been here. The folks who've been here for only a week, like you were saying. Mm. Yeah, they'll find something like, oh man, I did. I finally had a chance to do this. I'd been meaning to do it for a long time now, and I finally had a. You know, I finally did it. You know, I saw how you all did this thing here. Yeah. And finally made it happen back home. So. They haven't decided to move here yet, but yeah. <laughs> but they want they found something here, and they saw how it was done, and they were able to make that same kind of thing happen back where their nest is. Yeah. So I don't know. I just felt like there was such brutal misinformation on the internet, and granted, it wasn't on permies, but um, that it needed to be unraveled. And then you said the thing about your life before and your life now. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I kind of got a taste of that a week or two ago. And I felt like I needed to say... But the, the whole thing where it's like, you know, um, is it possible? So when I read this stuff, when people... Because we made the little video about Des. Mm-hmm. And we put it up on YouTube. And then I read on this one part of the internet all this nasty, nasty stuff, and it's like that is like not just wrong, but it's got like layers of wrong. And um, and it was like not just one person; it was like it was like a dozen different people were saying layers of wrong. Hmm. And it's like I don't see how this is something. I'm used to layers of wrong popping up when it's like. Um, corporate trolls and their AI bot army. Okay, now I'm used to seeing the layers are wrong, but there was, I don't see how anybody would have a, have a corporate motivation to say that. So I'm just thinking these are just ignorant schlubs. Again, my, my impression, you know, my knee jerk impression about somebody who, who's, it's not corporate you know, like uh, AI speak or whatever. It's somebody whose life's lifestyle or their paradigm is being challenged and their immediate gut reaction. Th- yeah, their gut reaction because they're out in the conventional or in typical world is to go on the defensive immediately yeah. and to and to punch down on whatever's different from what's already going on in their life. Right. And it's so much easier to do that on the internet because you know you can you don't have to interface. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't have to put it to the test. You can simply dismiss it, you know, and and move on and so the, still feel like you're right. So I'm trying to I'm trying to use that stuff that they said to set up the framework for the podcast today to share with the pod people. I don't know how much of this misinformation might be in the heads of the pod people. But I and so I thought, okay, let's I don't think we've really talked about this. And um I don't want to just have a podcast where I bitch about 42 minutes of ads before the movie starts. Uh, I feel like my podcasts need to be in some way about permaculture. And so many people, they want to do this. And they're aspiring to someday, I'm going to do this. And I know 
Samantha, you tell me all the time about how you visit with some of the people that are here, and mm -hmm. it's like, and then the thing you keep saying is, you are now 100% able to move to Wheaton Labs and start. Why don't you do that? And they always have 47 odd reasons. Yeah. But, um, uh, and, and they all seem a little, and I don't know, a little off. Like, you know, but, 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 and it's like, oh, you know, they get to, they get to lean on whatever reason they want, whether it's a real reason or not. That's fine. That's cool. I think we only want people living here who, I don't know, are into it. Yeah. Ooh, this is like, I like the, I like the thing about the story of Andy, where mm -hmm. you don't want to make it too easy. Then you get a bunch of people who are here who are not, really into it but you know it's a sweet enough deal that you know they'll pretend that they're into it and then it turns into a dumpster fire from there so for example i used to make ant village too cheap and we know we all know how that turned out right and so um so we bumped up the price on ant village um and um, um yeah so anyway I just wanted, I, I felt like these things made a good framework to talk about this from a permaculture perspective. Um, and I, I, I feel like we've done that. So I think I, I think I said my thing. I needed to get a thing I needed to get said. And in a way we put this up because we put together all the information, but we tended to, we ended up dumping it in that backathon. Instead of into a podcast. Now it's in a podcast. So, Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, and and then uh, our tradition for Christmas is um, that we're going to have um, Chinese food on Christmas Eve. And this time, it's for the first time. I'm so excited about this. Um, Samantha, you're going to make Chinese food for everybody here. And instead of us going into town and getting it and so um which i think is delightful and this has to do with uh, a book i read um and and it's like uh but that's that's the religion podcast which costs 25 dollars. nobody should buy that <laughs> no 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 just just it's our little thing that we do chinese food on christmas eve and then tomorrow we'll open presents there's already a lot of presents under the tree and uh, and this is a tree that that Stephen got uh, is off of the lab. Indeed. Okay. Yeah. So it looks a little Charlie Brown esque. That's which is hey the way. Man, that's what you wanted. This is yeah. what we like. This is how we roll. Yeah. So um, uh, I don't know any other. What other weird Christmas things do we do? I think I think it's pretty pretty boring in a lot of ways. Well, I think it's and nice. You talked a little about half-ass holidays and other podcasts. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but. Um, yeah, there's there's Christmas Baking Day, which I knocked out of the park this year, <laughs> I have to say. I'm doing this whole vegan thing, and I did three vegan uh, treats, uh, vegan brownies, which also happened to be, like, uh, white sugar-free. So that so uh, there was somebody here who wanted to have no sugar, you know, none of that kind of sugar added to their brownies. So I made those brownies, and then I made yeah. um, vegan chocolate chip cookies, and I made vegan... Um, chocolate and molasses cookies. And then we watched a Christmas movie. 
Yes, yeah, gosh. <laughs> we, oh, two times. Two, oh, this week. This, part this one and week. part two. Yes. Yeah. Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2. <laughs> and I could not believe just how horrible they made this guy who was acting as Santa. Like, and as I, horrible call, as he was, there were people, there were people that who were worse. worse. So they and they found they found a way to make him the worst person as Santa in that movie. But then yeah, like the the, the two people he ended up in Bad Santa too, his mother and uh, you know his uh, his dwarf pal were just absolutely wretched. So it turned out that he looked like a good guy compared to the two of them. Yeah. It was outrageous. And both of those movies just a laugh riot anyway. And last year we watched Die Hard 2 Die as Hard our Christmas 2, movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, pushed all the buttons as an action movie. John Amos is in there, and I like seeing him and stuff. And yeah, Bruce Willis did a good job, and you know, and yeah, explosions and stuff like that. And then it was yeah, Christmas Eve, very uh, violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Die Hard. The name like Die Hard. You'd expect it to be kind of violent anyway. So um, I think I think we do a nice job with the decorations. We have Christmas Stocking Day. I think our Christmas stockings are all they're all homemade and they look very lovely um uh i don't know we did this year we had a new half-assed holiday that was indoor gardening day i know i ate a bunch of basil the other day and um uh and the uh, ginger is going crazy like with that's way too much they all have to be repotted already and we're gonna have a mountain of ginger just from growing it inside. All shucks. Oh, and uh. the sweet potatoes. We're gonna we're gonna fire up the season extender outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, come spring, and we're gonna plant. We're, I think we're gonna have two hundred sweet potato slips. And so uh, we're growing so many sweet potatoes. Yeah, it's so green in here and beautiful. It looks like so much like Christmas with your beautiful tree and your stockings and your presents. It's just, it's all really beautiful. And it's so warm with the rocket mass heater. I think our decor is perfect. Really special. Oh, and then we've got um, greenery outside. How many wreaths did you make? I only made made two. Okay. Uh, But then there's a a garland across the front paddock gate. Okay. Yeah. Wanted to, I wanted to try that this year, and it turned out okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so anyway, I I kind of feel like it's perfect. It's it's just lots of lots of uh, home baked Christmas goods, oh, yes. homemade Christmas stockings, all kinds of I don't know. And our own tree that we grew here, um, and it's a homemade. The, the tree stand is homemade too. <laughs> and uh, homemade is kind of our theme, I guess. You know. <laughs> So, um, anyway, all right. It's been, uh, it's, it's, I know, I'm looking forward to tonight and tomorrow. We open, we all open up one Christmas gift tonight at seven. And so that's our thing. And we, uh, we don't do anything Christmas until December the 10th. And so, all right. I think we're good here. If you like this sort of thing, come on out to the forums at permies.com where we talk about community, homesteading, and permaculture all the time. time. In a world on the brink of social collapse, one website stands above the rest to fight back the zombie horde of corporate trolls. 
Permies.com. Take back control of your destiny and protect your loved ones from the toxic git coming at you from all directions. Strap on your overalls and start building that bunker of abundance with the good vibes and friendly, helpful insight found at Permies.com. <laughs> 